0: to another episode of Play-Doh Podcast. Um, Today I am fortunately joined or I'm back with the whole team plus another special guest. Um, So I do feel a little more complete than last week, of course. Uh, So before we get into our topic and introducing it and of course collaborating on it, let's go ahead and just reintroduce everyone. So I will go first. Um, My name is Mary, of course, and yeah.
1: Hi I'm
2: Lena. Hi my name's Abe.
1: I'm Janet.
3: Hello my name is Costa.
0: Awesome yes so we do have a special guest today which is super cool and we're gonna try to bring on special guests um, as often as we can just because we love like speaking with other individuals and hearing different viewpoints and mindsets, um, we, we really value that. So, perfect. Uh, so, today we are kind of starting an impromptu series. Um, I don't want to call it a series just because it may not be consistent as a series usually is. However, we really want to start this for some of our um, listeners who perhaps... Uh, like learning about philosophers rather than philosophy content. We have gotten a lot of requests to start um, sort of a range of this sort. So um, we are going to be starting a series talking about philosophers um, specifically. So today we will be talking about an ancient philosopher and then we will sort of be traveling throughout time um, getting more and more modern and I think it should be really fun for all of us. Um, So today's, um, today's philosopher is... Um, Protagoras. And I'm just going to go ahead and introduce him for you all. So he was a pre-Socratic Greek philosopher and rhetorical theorist. So um, definitely, in my opinion, maybe one of the m- more ambiguous philosophers, especially for those who aren't as familiar with philosophy and philosophical tenets. Uh, so he is um, responsible for um, inspiring uh, Plato, which is, a, I guess, what our what our podcast is named after that's pretty cool, um and Plato actually credits him with inventing the role um inventing the role in which he took on uh later so um I'm actually really excited to talk about Protagoras because he is believed to have created a lot of controversy during his time, so we'll definitely get into that. I'm really excited um to talk about that, but yeah, so that's just a little bit about him um. And would anyone like to start us off maybe with, like, uh, something that they found, something that they believe is interesting? Go ahead.
2: Alina, you want to talk about how he was, uh, like, what time he was from and what, like, he did for a living?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. So um, in my research, I sort of found uh, that he was sort of a teacher um, in his time of sorts, though he's being paid. Uh, So at his point in time, Athens had just sort of started their democracy. They'd started to democratize and basically it was his job to go around and sort of think, uh, sort of teach people how to think in a democratic way with rhetoric and how they could possibly persuade people because obviously now, uh, that they could participate. Some people could participate in democracy. Uh, they were sort of, um, not necessarily in the right mindset to think about how to persuade people about their ideas and how they wanted to reform their city. Uh, so that's what he did for a living and, um, that has a great influence on his uh, teachings and writings that we sadly don't have with us.
2: Interesting. Hmm. All right. Yeah, Pythagoras is is an interesting fellow, but I feel like just the time makes people. The further we get away from history, like the more differences we see, but also we see the similarities based on um. How like humans are humans, and like we've changed in a lot of ways, but maybe not like as many ways as we thought of. Um. Let's see. What did y'all think of some of his, um, uh, some of his requirements or some of his uh, primary teachings? Um, maybe let's talk about what's a good one. Y'all, have a good one we want to start with.
0: Uh, I just want to like also. I want to make it clear that he was known to teach men about virtue, and so like how virtue can be led on to their daily lives which i of course is like it's 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 like good but it can it kind of raises the question about like what entail like what does this virtue entail um i don't know if anyone has found any information on that i know that he was really known for always preaching that man is the measure of all things um so I think that probably contends to like the relativity of like an individual. Um, so it's very interesting. Also, he did most of his teaching in Athens. Um, and he, and in Athens specifically, he would um, raise a lot of question on moral and political questions, which I'm sure kind of tied into what he taught too these men and what virtue he taught to these men kind of weird i feel like we've never really talked about a philosopher like actively or like we've never talked about a philosopher who was involved in like teaching others the way that um protagoras was so yeah very very interesting very interesting um has anyone found anything else specifically about
2: like his teachings um, has anyone come across his sorry uh his 10 opposites no i
0: don't think i have
2: no, okay, so it's ten opposites. Um, I mean, I can't rattle them off off the top of my head, but um, it's, like, pretty, like, standard. It's, like, you know, straight, bent, left, right, um, many, one, you know, just like that. But then he goes on to compare them, like, uh, assign them to, like, the sexes a little bit. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, like, I see that reflected in, like, Jordan Peterson, who's not really, like, a philosopher, but he's, like, he's, he's around, you know, he's, like, a psychologist. Um, but I was reading, like, one of Jordan Peterson's books the other day, and then he talked a lot about order and chaos, and then he didn't, she doesn't, like, stigmatize either of them, like, he, 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 like, he's very thorough, and, like, I mean, he's not, like, saying one is bad or good, but, like, he was saying that a lot of, like, masculine traits reflect, like, the need for order, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, like, order is good or bad, he, like, goes very complex, like, deep into them, and then, like, woman is, like, uh, reflects chaos more and then once I went back and saw Pythagoras where he had his 10 opposites and he assigned like the like the bent ones or um I think the ones that were like more on the chaotic side to women. there I just thought that was really interesting because honestly I haven't finished Jordan Peterson's book yet I don't really fully understand like why like chaos and order is assigned as it is but I feel like I will but I, I was just wondering if he was like inspired by uh, Pythagoras in some way um And maybe they both realize that, like, order and chaos is essential. Um, This is the way the world works to an extent. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just, I'll just give a little, like, context to um, the, what Abe is talking about. So, essentially, there is, um, there's, like, a table of opposites. And I know this specifically from Aristotle. I believe that Aristotle might have been inspired by um Protagoras. And so essentially, like I remember Aristotle's um formal table having ten different comparisons, I guess. I, I don't know what the exact word would be. Um, because um ten was considered the perfect number. And so essentially everything on the left hand side of the table was um morally prestigious, thus it was considered to be good, and then um everything on the right was you know the counterpart so this table was pretty popular among aristotle's like contemporaries um and at his like academy so i to me it kind of just sounds like like supporting just like a way of like proving that you support only like certain views the kind of like what abe was saying so yeah very interesting um but it kind of oh yeah go ahead
1: yeah, I sort of. I also sort of think that plays into his general views on truth and how we deem things as truths. Because I mean, I find it also weird how he would sort of assign uh, like different states of nature to different sexes. I feel that like that's kind of weird. But um, sort sort of the way he portrays truth as something that either you know one can establish themselves, but we also establish as a collective group uh, by believing it or by sort of sort of comprehending it as a collective group of humanity. Um, I sort of, I found that sort of not a bit different to his beliefs on truth, but like truths, but I believe that it's sort of, sort of, I don't know how to put it, but it's, I found that it would be weird for him to say those things and then also state at the same time that some truths are just, all truths are right. You know, I find that his opinions on the sexes and then how he presents arguments to be weird. But I also find that at the same time, it could be maybe because he was paid to go around and teach people how to think that he sort of was in injecting his own ideals into there, injecting his own ideals into what he believed democracy should be in Athens as that was his sort of his job to go around and influence people in that manner of uh, but honestly, yeah, I sort of agree with you, Abe, with sort of the uh, what you stated before about how, you know, Jordan Peterson could be um, interested or have been influenced by him and his sort of perky beliefs.
2: Perky. All
3: right, can I add to that one second? So, yeah, I do agree with you on certain things you're saying, but I think there's a bigger picture than uh, um, what's presented to us in just Athens. Democracy in Athens wasn't really that important. They still had a king and everything, right back then. Correct me if I'm wrong, by the way. Um, so they still had the kings, and it was only like the white, rich people who got it, and uh, you know, who got who got to run for democracy. Either way, so it's pretty much the kings and all his friends and buddies up there ruling the, the, the city state. So, uh, uh, has never really cared too much about democracy. I think he was more going towards perspective. What what got him killed? Well. What got a bounty on his head ultimately was the fact that he said something about you got to think for yourself and kind of opposed god and kind of opposed the hierarchy of society so i feel like that's kind of what uh, uh um aristotle and all these people were influenced in terms of that because how he opposed such a big back then god was like everything your place in society was literally everything and he went out there and he's actively going around the country, I mean, city-state, uh, uh, pretty much uh, telling everybody not to believe that and that to believe whatever you want to believe.
0: I, I do
1: find um, a bit of an issue with that because, I mean, one, he was agnostic, but I wouldn't say that his active role was to go and say that, you know, the gods aren't real but I think it was more in lines of what I went back to before with his acceptance of truths and how we present truths. Um, when I was learning about him, it was presented with uh, like scientists and how they present truths for humanity, and we sort of collectively agree through their scientific methods because we believe that they are, most of us, believe that they are correct and, and in a way that would you know, weed out wrongs. Um, are true, and that the findings of science can be true, and that they tend to be true. Um, so I, I feel that's like sort of wrong, because I think at the end, he wasn't necessarily going against the gods and saying, think for yourselves, but like, in a way, he was saying, we need to reevaluate how we perceive truth, because he was growing back to how man and humanity is the reflective of all the things that we present them to. Like, we don't just say, oh, are the gods true, because we we just want to win we, we we put them in relation to humanity. Like, we see them in that way. And I think, it, I think it'd be a bit of a stretch to go and say that he was outright against the gods because, again, he was agnostic.
3: Well, I don't mean to say that he was against the gods. I meant to say he was kind of opening people up. Like you said, yeah, he did say something. He never really outright said, obviously, against God, because that would make him lose a lot of opposition. But I think he kind of opened the door people started thinking about that. And that's a problem for the government,
1: true, though it's <laughs> funny that they paid him to <laughs> to go around and do that.
2: A lot of philosophers tend to be problems for governments um, <laughs> i I feel like that's their job at some point um yeah, okay, uh, this decision of man, if you just look up like Pythagoras' quotes, like so many of them are just like about you, you feel like general like like, good things to do. It's like, it's like, it's like if you look on motivational quotes or something, like, it, it sounds like you look, uh, <laughs> motivational quotes, not like, it's thanks. like, stealing
1: my celestial tea, no <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like the type of quote you put in your, like, on your wall, it's like,
2: yeah. it's like, it. hold on, I'll just read a few, <laughs> yeah, these are
0: great, you should I, make
2: great things, not promising things.
0: I just feel like that sounds so like <laughs> rudimentary. Like you, 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 you usually expect like philosophers to be like cutthroat, like, like 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 inspirational, like legendary, like things. Like that's so basic. But like maybe I don't know. I just I find it funny. But also like what if how or I guess like the quotes could have been passed down with from time right. I don't know. I was yeah, just the, myself like what if like the translation was, like a little. Odd?
2: I I have
1: well, so a so theory on translation this. though because,
0: like, we don't have any of his original text, so. So it's kind of just, like, well, my grandpa said that, he said this, and, like, let me pass that on to my kids' sort of ordeal. Um, I kind of want to, is there any other quotes you want to read? I kind of want to, like, ask about, like, another point.
2: Okay, I have one more quote. It just says, the oldest, shortest words, yes and no, are the ones that require the most thought. And, okay, so these these seem pretty, like, basic, right? That that was just, like, borderline funny. But, um, it, it's like, I feel like Pythagoras is the, the first, um, I don't know, cool kid, like popular guy, you know? He he just, like, t- he sells quotes like he sells ice cream, you know? It's like, um, I, I feel like he, if if this quote is something that he, like, can actually pass around, then it's something that can increase his popularity almost. And I know he had, like, a following, I know he... I mean as you said like charged money um but I, I i just see elements of like like what's his name um descartes it was one of those people that was just like a hermit their whole life it might have been descartes you can correct me on that but like uh someone like descartes was just um like literally a hermit like he didn't talk to people he was like low-key kind of awkward and and um he but he like his philosophy was like crazy you know like it was like brilliant stuff but then Pythagoras I feel like is the complete opposite where he's just like more popular in the social scene so maybe like some of his like um more catchy teachings uh end up being like um a little simpler and shorter rather than like books you know and I, we don't have books because like you know we don't have his original text but like Maybe if we did, I'd be talking differently, but I feel like we just don't have, like, his stuff is more, like, catchy, also complex, don't get me wrong, but, like, not necessarily just, like, volumes of volumes of just, like, philosophical mutterings that some professor has to spend five years uh, transcribing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah what was it's that next
0: thing? it digestible for the public. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why people would pay for his um his uh, like his teachings, I guess. Um, so I know that a question he was like really immersed into is whether um virtue could be taught. And I feel like this was like also an issue in like during that era in like Greece. Um so does anyone like know does anyone like have any like insight onto that? Like can virtue be taught? Like that's Isn't that a little... Can you define virtue?
2: Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, Sorry. Yes? Don't define it, and I'll look up Mr. Google. Well, virtue is I'm sorry, go
0: ahead. Virtue is just, um, like, showing high morale. Like, it's your morals are... Your moral standards are elevated. They're... Yeah, they're prosperous. Which, moral standards can be a little subjective. I'm sure the moral standards back then are, like, a little different than now. But it's kind of just, like, goodness in a sense.
2: Yeah, I think know, that could says, be taught, yeah, yeah. I' mean, you're showing
1: yeah. moral standards yeah yeah i don't I don't really think so. I mean, if that was the case, like first of all, you'd have to have moral universalism, meaning that like everybody has relatively similar standard morals, and then on top of that, I feel like taking into account that he was there and he was being paid, i to like promote you know the pseudo democracy uh like i just I don't really believe it. I mean you can tell people to be good you can teach people to think in a way that may teach them to be better people but i'm not really sure that you can teach virtue um that's something that you sort of maybe inherently pick up over the years obviously your parents can tell you like right from wrong follow the golden rule but i think at at a certain point you sort of you stick with your own um, and maybe you can take everyone else's advice, but I think eventually, like you, you take those, those, uh, that advice with a grain of salt and you stick with what you have.
0: Well, if you're saying that they can pick it up and then you take their advice and you are teaching them.
1: But, but you can teach virtue. I mean, you can tell people what not to do, but like, or is that going to have an impact on them? Like, are they actually going to take it to heart?
0: Yeah, they could if they want to. But, like, it's more like teaching through example, I think. That's how you have to teach virtue.
2: I have, like, three thoughts on this. So, the first thing, it says, like, can you teach virtue? I have more of a problem with, like, the virtue part than the teaching part. Because you can teach something, all right? Like, you... Like, you can't teach something to people. Now, is it virtue? Now, you brought up a good point with the moral, or universalism slash objectivism. If we're getting really nitpicky, it's objectivism, because it's like, what is good morals? But, like, just universalism is more like, you know, like, do we do we have the same morals? So, like, can we even teach something that's like, does virtue have to be standardized, you know? Is it localized? Is it How, how small does it get? So... That's the question. Next thing. So, virtue is, like, the, is behavior. Is behavior showing my, high moral standards. Now, the way you teach that can range, alright? If you strap, like, a bomb to somebody and that's the way you taught them how to, like, like behave with good moral virtue, then, like, I think it's possible to, like, it won't necessarily slip away. Like, I think a lot of people think, like, yeah, you can teach somebody how to be like this, but then it'll slip away, they'll become themselves again. I feel like you can do... If you go really extreme, you can, like, make them behave a certain way, like, all the time, all right? Just give them, give them the proper inspiration, I guess. I sound evil right now, but um, give them the proper inspiration. And then the third thing... um, Okay, I already did inspiration. Yeah, okay. So I might have forgotten the third thing, but that's okay. We we already got enough to work
0: with. <laughs> yeah, I think I appreciate those words. Yes, I think that everyone's morals to some degrees are universal. Like I'm guessing no one here would kill another person.
3: I mean, I think uh, self-defense kind of, kind does, of the play and like, stuff like that, but. but
1: like... <laughs> agree with you there i very much disagree with you because like actually i was like writing a speech about this like that's why i know so much about u- moral universalism at this point in time is that, that people have like such different things across cultures and religions that it's so hard as writing a speech about how the un uh, declaration on human rights is not the best argument <laughs> for things because it, it bases itself on moral universalism and so if you're going to argue with that you have the assumption that everyone has the same morals, and that's very much not true. As, as we know today, this is very much not true.
2: Yeah, like, uh, slavery was not immoral in any part of the world until, like, the 1800s. It became immoral, in like... Well, I won't say it. I won't exclude every single part of the world, but, yeah. like, pretty much every part of the world, it was morally okay, except, like, uh, until the 1800s in, like, the United States or that kind of area.
3: Okay. So, you know how you said about... um morals and stuff like that cultures and all that uh i gotta agree with you that's at the same time some degree we all have the same morals uh it may not be big questions like murder homicide but i think it's more uh i don't know why i'm talking about this but i think it's more similar to stuff like um uh relationships um i should say if i want to don't don't say yes to go on a date with someone if you have a boyfriend i think we all can agree on that 'Cause we as a culture grew up in the same environment and stuff yes. like that. <sighs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait, but just... is it like No, go on, sorry. I,
1: mean, I don't really but like the like saying we all grew up in this very western uh, american culture and though you know that's why we sort of all agree on this but if we go to another culture and we see how their relationships differ like maybe they have like 13 different ways of civil marriage obviously that's that's very different about how they view relationships and that's why it's super hard first to teach virtue you have to define that and what it entails but then on top of that you have to go in depth and see can you actually teach it or can you just talk to somebody and like tell them that's, that's very different than just telling somebody than them actually retaining the information and learning.
2: So. But I think all in all you should teach something, you know, um, you should teach something to people. I mean, uh, Pythagoras had a lot of quotes on education and I hate to do, te- talk about philosophy in terms of quotes. Cause like, I promise it gets bigger than that, like more than just a quote, but like they did talk about education. Um, he, he really stressed that um, yeah I, I mean should you teach virtue that's another question um, I think yes like you should teach something you know like uh, I, I feel like people will be better right I, I, I'm I'm implying that you're going towards something if you're better but just I, I think we can understand that just a broad better can be achieved by um, just teaching somebody a little something extra like be nicer to people like I mean also earlier you talked about like everybody has the same morals to a certain extent I think that's just desires like I mean like that that's just like biology like like, like that kind of stuff will be similar because we're humans but after that like I, I mean I've, I've witnessed some other cultures and I mean it, the differences can be pretty stark
0: totally yeah I love like that was a very dynamic conversation at the end I feel like empowered by everyone's different opinions um awesome okay so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up um i love that conversation i think we were able to really derive some interesting points just using a philosopher which is why we're all here we love like taking one tenant and expanding off of it and having some very interesting conversations um okay Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you all a lot. And um, make sure to tune in next time we upload an episode. So, probably in a couple weeks. Uh, thank you, everyone. Bye bye.